Hello. Hey, Merlin. How's it going? All right. Um, I don't know if you can hear it. Um, the get we got the construction going on, as you know, the bang bang machine. Yeah, well, I'm I'm looking forward to that. Um, also, there is a man directly outside <laughs> my office door, yeah. speaking Russian pretty loudly oh, on speakerphone. That's cool. Now, well, is it? Because mm. here's what I'm thinking: if I if I had to conduct a conversation, some very important uh, business discussion. Oh, I can kind of hear him. Yeah. And I were right outside of a construction site. I'd go ahead and take it off speaker. Because he kind of needs to yell extra <laughs> to both hear and be heard over the construction in which he's standing in front. <clears throat> How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, great. Great, great. <laughs> <sighs> oh, I had, to, I had a little, I wanted to open with some FU. Uh, new Skype, cool. Oh, is there a new oh, Skype? Oh, come on, fella, come on. Uh, I hope it's not about Ukraine. Um, what were you gonna say? I have a little update uh, that I want to follow up. I think for your you. update's fine. Okay. Okay. F you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I, I, as you know, we've been working here in the household when working through the different Marvel TV shows. So we've seen Loki, we've seen WandaVision, we saw a Winter Soldier, Falcon Winter Soldier, which I thought was great. I'm very late to the party on that one. Uh-huh. Uh, and so we started Hawkeye. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. This is going to drive me out of my goddamn mind. The, the Russians? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, I mean, the speakerphone part. Um I would like to hear about that because I had I had kind of a, a funny experience with the TV show. Oh God, shut up! With the um, I had a, a, a funny experience with that program. Uh, what did you think? Um, I, you know, I've, we've only watched the first episode, and we're not mm-hmm. no intention of not completing the six episodes. We're going to watch them all, but so far this seems like the weakest of the um the the Marvel shows on Disney Plus. Interesting. Uh, may, may I offer uh, a, a somewhat contradictory opinion? Yes, Not contradictory, ahead, but, but paradoxical. Thank you. Uh, first time, Kate. <clears throat> well, here's the problem. Um, if you woke me up, if you shook me in the middle of the night, which it always feels like someone has just done, <laughs> if you shook me awake in the middle of the night and said, what's your all-time favorite comic? I might say Hawkeye by Matt Fraction and uh, David Aha. And because uh, I think it's really special and it's... I don't want to go too far, but I do feel like their run, those just those you know those first two trades. Um, I feel like uh, I don't say they redefine comics, but it reminds you what you can do with comics with such a minimum, such like wonderfully, you know, uh, smart, concise writing. Not just not just the words in the bubbles, um, you know, <laughs> but the. Um, but just the storytelling in general and just the way that it's drawn, it's so iconic. I have a very special connection with that comic. Well, okay, I heard it was coming. Of course, obviously, like anybody, you know, with a heart and half a brain, hmm. you, you wish it were Ryan Reynolds playing him. But, of course, it's, it's, it's Jeremy Renner. Yeah. He's now he's now eighty five, and and, and, looks like, and and looks like I just shook him awake, and he's mad. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, but which is fine. Haley Steinfeld, I think that's her name, Seinfeld? Was that her name? What is the deal with True Grit? Mm. I love her so much, 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 much. She's in True Grit. She's in this. She's in Pitch Perfect. She's wonderful. I'm going to say about this. It comes on, and I'm like, mm, all right. Mm, uh, I got a feeling this is going to be tough for me to get into. And of course, like, I don't, I don't think it doesn't open with the credits, but the credits owe a lot. To, they look just like I thought. I have not read the the comics and oh, the trade. Oh, unfortunately, don't look just like them. But they but look a they, lot, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Donald Trump's truth logo. But you look at it and you're like, no, 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 no. But I take your point, Dan. It's it is what I was going to say was it is impossibly heavily influenced by the graphic design and uh, iconography of D- David Aha's uh, Hawkeye work. Mm-hmm. And just to be clear, the man, the man is uh, God. Did you ever read um, Fraction in His Iron Fist? Like also very no, good, but no, different. They did. They also did Iron Fist together, and it's like uh, I don't know. I mean, I just I, I I was like, it starts, and I'm like, it's going, and I'm like, oh. if you know, and I I instantly realized, Merlin, you're all, you're you're pushing sixty, man. Why are you being like this? Don't be a weirdo. You're a beyond grown ass man. Title, like, what are you doing? How can you how can you be so upset about a TV show for children? Which, you know, ask people about Doctor Who for the last, you know, 60 years. Yeah, but yeah. It gets going, and um, and I was frustrated. I thought the Avengers musical thing was hilarious. Uh, even, yes. you know, though I wasn't enjoying the show. But then, I'm trying to remember, there's a line when she's, uh, you know, trying to impress her friends with her archery. Um, and and what is it she says? She says something. All I remember is it's a thousand percent not the thing that Clint says. Because Clint has a catchphrase from the first panel. And something happens, she shoots the bell, and I think she says something like, um, this is bad. Mm-hmm. No, that sounds and right. I, and I went, really? Hawkeye just said, this is bad? Um, excuse me, he said, pushing his impossibly tiny glasses up his nose. Um, literally up my nose, because I was so mad I wanted to die. I wanted glass in my nostrils. And I said the line, I said to the television aloud, I said, I said to the a TV who's as many inches as I am years, I said, friend, it, the line is, this looks bad. This looks bad mm-hmm. is Hawkeye's catchphrase. They couldn't get his the effing catchphrase right. Yeah. You know, yeah. it would be it would be like doing a movie about Fonzie, and he goes, "Sit on me." <laughs> <laughs> or B. <laughs> no, that's, that's yeah. not right. No. Okay, but then a funny thing happened. I came back a few weeks later. I said, "You know what? Grow up." And I watched the first episode, and I thought, if I didn't know anything about comics, or if I'd never heard of comics, I'd really enjoy this. But it was enjoyable. And now, 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 you think it's the the least of of the Disney uh, TV shows. so far? Only one episode in, but I can, I mean, I can say that, like from the first episode of Loki, I was very into it. Um, from the first episode of WandaVision, mm-hmm. very curious about what was going to happen and what how they were going to do the show and what was really going on. Yeah. And and then Falcon and Winter Soldier to me that felt just like a a Marvel movie in a lot of ways it it or even almost like a James Bond movie in a weird kind of a vibe to it but it was cool like right away I was into all of those and and thinking about them and now like after watching this one I'm like uh and like my son was kind of like the same way he's like I'm not I'm not gonna 
say we should not watch the other ones, but like he's like I'm not right. feeling it the same, and I'm like yeah, I, I I agree with you. I feel the same. He's like I don't. He's like the problem I have. And this was his, his evaluation of it. Is he's like uh-huh. I I find it difficult to connect with the main character whose name I don't even remember. Mm-hmm. And I I mean we know Jeremy Renner, we know Hawkeye, and you know being able to see him and what's going on with him was fine, but you know I wouldn't have cast him in that role in the pre-fraction era. I mean, I would not cast him in that role in the new Avengers area era. I don't think I don't think he could pull off the dress. I don't think he'd look good in a in a Hawkeye, you know, classic, yeah. hilarious, old school Hawkeye. I would I wouldn't have cast him as that in the sixties. It's weird. Like I, I understand now because you'd mentioned in our, a previous one of our shows here that you're like, oh, I'm not loving him in this, and I'm like, why not? He plays Hawkeye. He's great, Ronan. But no, I um, I'm I'm with you on that. Even not knowing as much about the character, yeah. as you. Well, it's just that. Oh no, 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 no. Oh, come on, no. I'm not. I'm not an expert on this. Well, you've read that, a lot more of of that. No, than I have. no. Well, no. I mean, I've read. No, and I'm trying. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be okay. Also, first, let me just say for the record, in addition to everything I just said, I'm also being exactly the kind of person that I despise in a different way, which is the like uh, to quote uh, <laughs> to quote Anna Chomsky in uh, in the penultimate episode of uh, Inventing Anna. Uh, she chants over and over as she gives birth, I'm not special, I'm not special, I'm not special. <laughs> Every day women squat in fields. This shouldn't be so hard. Every day. And that's how I feel right now. I'm not, I, sh- I should be chanting to myself, I'm not special. I'm suffering right now from the same uh, aff- affliction as so many um, insufferable people, which is like, oh yeah, but this is my special thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, like I make fun of other people for getting mad I make fun of other people for getting mad about how they didn't get their fandom right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now I'm doing the same thing. It's just that I think mine's special. Yeah. And like Anna Chomsky, I need, I need, I need to chant, I'm not special. Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I know it's a crazy time because like I, I, I wouldn't say I'm burnt out on superhero stuff any more than everybody's burnt out on superhero stuff. I still mm-hmm. got it. I still haven't seen the Spider-Man movie and I want to see that when it's available uh, to see at home. But I don't know. It's just, it's Disney's had a, had a bite or Kevin Feige and whoever he's working with this week has had years and years and years to bite at this apple. And I guess now we're seeing the fruition of that. If all this had happened in 2015, it would be a different world. It's just that I, maybe I'm in a different place, but maybe my kids in a different place, the world's in a different place. I just can, I, I, I and, and I'm not criticizing you or anybody else who does this. Cause I still watch a lot of, I still watch Scott Pilgrim like twice a day. Like I, there's still lots of stuff that I love to watch that's superhero adjacent. Yeah. It's just, it's hard for me to tuck into hours and hours and hours of this stuff. I, I would say I'm on much more of a comedy tear mm. at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not aided by things like the King's man. Starring Voldemort, the King's Man, which I think is the third one of these, uh, and this is the like how it all started. As pointed out by my kid, it's mostly just like a not very good kind of low budget World War One movie, but like it's embarrassing to watch. It's really, really badly done. And all the scenes that I saw on like a Sunday morning, I was like, is, is he just always like he's falling through the wing of a biplane, or he's hanging off of a cliff, and and it looks it's like Tim and Eric level effects. Oh no! Oh. <laughs> um, but no, it's uh, hey, you know, there's stuff we got to be. I said this to somebody on the internet. I think 
as recently as yesterday, that show Letterkenny that I really like. The thing, I love Letterkenny, but it's also a show where I've got to be in a very specific mood to watch it. And it, it and my Letterkenny mood might be a mood where I don't want to watch anything but Letterkenny right now. Yeah. But when I, but you got to be in that mood. I might watch, watch that a, until I should have gone to sleep hours ago, but it's not an everyday thing for me. That's a very, uh, I don't know, umami kind of special thing. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think, but I think Disney does a lot of stuff real well right now. I think they're trying hard. You know, I think they're putting some wood behind their arrow. What do you hope for? I mean, like, okay, let me ask you this. Yeah. Even more basic question. Sure. Do you follow all of the, like, announcements about phases and release dates? Now, I sound dismissive saying that. Uh, let me put it this way. I don't follow that stuff. No, I don't, and I don't I'm, either. I'm not against people who do, but are you, are you like, looking forward to certain things right now, apart from, like, other things that are two years down the road where you're like, oh, this is going to be fun? Do you... What, what do you, what do you look, do you look forward to Disney and comics things right now? You know, I mean, that's a great question. I <clears> used to know all the dates and be interested in things like that, but I not only don't, I know when things are coming out. I don't even know what is coming out. I know that there is a one, um, Wakanda movie that I do oh, right. that I'm curious about, but other than that, it's, 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 I a, Bla- it's a Black Panther thing, but no Channing Tatum or <laughs> 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 but no, um, uh, what's his name? Ambrose Bierce. Yeah. What's the name of the fellow who passed away? What's his name? Uh, you know who I mean. You yeah. I mean. Um, yeah. His his name was Mildred, Mildred Pierce. What's his name? <laughs> Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, that's a fake name. Anyway, that guy. Yeah. So there's another Black Panda. There's a Black Panda. There's a Wakanda. <laughs> there's a Wakanda movie coming, but but they said we're not going to recast that role, right? That's my understanding. Yeah. Um, It'd be so funny if they changed their mind and put Jeremy Renner in it. Oh. Wakanda forever. I'm depressed. Yeah, but I don't. I, I don't really know. I don't really know what's coming out. I don't, I'm not really paying any attention to it. Um, it's just you know, so much of this stuff. The art is in uh, implementation, mm. and you know, one of the things I, I think you're going to drive today. Uh, I only really have two things to mention. Uh, well, only technically one thing I wanted to mention, which is log rolling. But the other is to up or re up the every frame of painting. Uh, video on drive and the quad, the four quadrants of the screen and the way the director uses screen quadrants. Uh, it, I don't, I don't want to go say too much. It's a very, very brief video. It's three and a half minutes long, but as usual with every frame of painting, it's something you'll be watching forever. Um, but just, uh, the, just the, the idea that like it, it, once you, it's one of those things where like, once you see it, you can't unsee it. It's kind of like anyway. Just check it out. Um, it's every the stuff in in life that stays special beyond the IP mega blast is the stuff that's implemented so very well. Which I mean, that was a very seventy five cent way of saying good stuff is good. But you know, it's for the same reason that you can't really spoil a good story because a good story is is in how it's told. Mm-hmm. Uh, not precisely in like, oh, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, uh, on the third day he's risen. Oh, I haven't caught up yet. <laughs> well, it's been, it's been 2K years, bro. Um, that's fine. Yeah. Um, but it's all about the implementation. And, you know, well, as long as I'm there, I'll do another uh, backdoor recommendation, <laughs> which is widely regarded as the greatest movie of all time, which is Citizen Kane, which uh, I started watching every night. Because uh, I, of course, like anybody, you would never imagine I would tell you I haven't seen it multiple times, because of course I have, and I'm the person who would tell you I've seen it multiple times. I just forgot how freaking 
amazing that movie is for all the reasons you've heard and all the reasons you haven't. And all the technological, uh, all the developments in filmmaking, Greg Tolan and, and to some extent Orson Welles worked on, Joseph Cotton's performance, the whole thing. Um, I, I, I wanted to mention, because, you know, if you haven't seen Citizen Kane in a while, or, you know, if you haven't ever seen it, that's okay. It's only two hours long. But I've got the, I got the Criterion 4K, and I got the, the Streamy 4K off of iTunes. Mm-hmm. If you get it, and you see it and you like it, um, go flip over to the commentaries and listen to Roger Ebert's commentary. I just I love a thing that reminds me how much I like a, a medium. And this reminds me why, how, not necessarily why I love movies. I love movies because yeah. I'm American, not communist. Right. Um, but uh, the, so, so a drive video, it's in notes. Uh, Citizen Kane, if it's not in notes, I'll put it in notes. And, I'm, I, you know, you know uh, Citizen Kane, what do they call it? Mona Lisa effect, right? No, but you can't really look at the Mona Lisa fresh. Because, first of all, it's not that good of a painting. But, I mean, it's not like a Rembrandt or something, but whatever. Da Vinci. Talk about privilege. Pound sign privilege. Mm-hmm. Pound sign Da Vinci privilege or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but Mona Lisa effect, you can't see it fresh. You can't see it anew. You can't see how impossibly impossibly modern the Eiffel Tower looked in its day. Right. You know? Yeah. You can't, you know, there's certain kinds of things where, like, it's outside of the context in the moment. You can't really appreciate it. But, yeah, you know, nice things are nice, to quote uh, Bob Belcher. And then the only log rolling thing I had, and then I'm going to hand over completely to you. Ooh, how about after this, are you tell me about something you like? Yeah, yeah, I could definitely right, do right. that. Um, is the other log rolling thing is, you know, I, I'm always taking things off your plate and then putting it back on your plate and then taking your plate and hitting you with it. It cracks a little bit and I feel bad and apologize and I replace your plate and then I put something on it. Right. Um, a topic that in this instance kind of started on Rectus, that's come here, that's gone back, uh, has pinballed back and forth. The topic of space. Oh. Talk about spaces, thinking about the areas in your life. And uh, spoiler alert, <laughs> he's risen. Um, that uh, the, just the idea that's become very important to me of like, uh, based on Peter Walsh and uh, his book, um, It's All Too Much, is um, how do you turn your the spaces in your life, primarily your house, how do you turn that into a, um, a partner instead of an adversary? And how do you work together to curate a future that you'd like you and your family to have, rather than feeling kind of bossed around by your house, which I think if most people were, including me, maybe, were more honest with themselves, would admit that they feel really bossed by their house. As in, like, I, I, I'm a warden or a night watchman mm. of all this crap, mm-hmm. but I have not made an assertive effort to figure out how to turn this from storage to active areas. Anyway, Syracuse and I talked about that on an episode that came out uh, this past Thursday. I believe that's in notes. If it's not, I'll put it there. Uh, but I think folks, and really the conversation I'm having with John there comes straight out of a conversation you and I had here in November, um, which is one of the earlier-ish uh, discussions of uh, our spaces. Uh, you know, spaces, it's just it's a very deliberately general term. It doesn't mean just location. It's like it's where you live. It's what you inhabit. It's what's for dinner. Um, Dan, where would people find show notes for whatever episode this is? Oh, yes. Um, they, they can go to backtowork.limo slash 567, which is a wonderful number. That pleases me on so many levels. Yeah, I don't normally like a six, not because of its, you know, um, a deist associations, but just I don't know. <laughs> six, six feels a little rickety to me sometimes. Okay. 
But I like five and seven. Uh, what was it? Was it, was it five, five, six, seven? Yeah. So that's an, that's technically. Uh, did I just get a straight? Is that an inside straight? What's that called? Five, six, seven. Yeah. That no, I don't. Isn't an. In, I'm not really a poker person, but it is a straight. I don't know what an inside straight. I, I barely. I barely even know her. Inside um, straight. If man is five. Four cards of a poker hand as nine, eight, six, five that will make a straight if a card of one particular rank is added. Hmm. If man is five and the devil is six, then God is seven. That's the mnemonic. Okay. Spoiler alert. Yeah. God is seven. Yeah. God is seven. And God is seven. This monkey's gone to heaven. <laughs> Dan, would you do me a favor and tell me about something you like? I would love to tell you about Wealthfront. 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 <laughs> You know, we're still, I would say, even though it's uh, it's Feb- February. February. Yeah, we're still in the beginning of the year. It's still the early part of the year. And this is a really mm-hmm. nice time to start the things. Now, we're not talking about resolutions because mm-hmm. we don't do resolutions. But we're talking nope. about things. That's... How about a New Year's revolution? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I like, yeah it's going to be I a like December that. to remember. Ooh. Huh. Yeah. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mute this now because I don't want to hear my voice. Okay. Well. Okay. It is a nice time to start on stuff. And one of the things that when I was uh, when I was a young kid, they used to say to me, invest, invest and start now. Start now while you're very young and you will have such a better place. You will be in such a better place when you're in your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, when you're ready to retire. Just put, you know, they used to say something, put a hundred bucks a month away. Like that, you could do that, right? Like if you're... If you can afford to, if you can't put $10, just do something. And I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever. And I didn't. And that was dumb because at the time I was like, this seems difficult. This seems like a frustrating thing to do. I don't know anything about it. I don't know how to do it. And I don't want to spend the time trying to figure any of that out. Well, that's the really cool thing about Wealthfront Wealthfront.com is where you go. And this is the thing. They will help you do all of this stuff. You can start investing in no time. You can just, they have this thing called the classic portfolio. You could start off with that and you don't have to think anything through. They're managing all of that for you. They, they are watching the stock market. They're doing all the stuff that we don't have any time. I don't have any interest in and I don't have any time for. Or if you do, oh, wait a second. You do, you are interested. You mm-hmm. can... Turn this around and you can find the things that you care about. Socially responsible funds, technology, you're into the crypto trust stuff, hundreds of other investments, and you can get in there and you can make it your own. So you have you have both the best of both worlds. And Wealthfront was designed by financial experts. They want to help you turn your good ideas, like I'm into this technology thing, into a great investment, but again, you don't have to do it yourself. They are trusted with over $28 billion in assets. They're helping almost half a million people build their wealth. And the best part is that their product is so simple, but also really powerful. Uh, The App Store, Apple App Store gives it 4.9 out of five stars. Very, very cool software, super cool app to start building your own wealth. And to get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com slash big week. And that's spelled wealth, W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T, wealthfront.com slash big week. Go there. It supports the show. It gets you your first 5K managed for free for life. 
Very cool stuff. And uh, we sure do appreciate the support from Wellfront. Thanks very much. Wellfront. Buck, buck. Ding. Gotta have the bell. Um, I just learned the name for this. Uh, you ever heard of the wheat and chessboard prob- problem? So I should, let me, I should pronounce that better. The wheat and chessboard problem. Because there was, it sounds like Joss Whedon like, felt somebody up named chessboard. Uh, the wheat and chessboard problem. Do you know about this? I do not. It's fast. Uh, I think the, the way it goes, oh, I'm not going to read this, but the way it goes is there's a guy who, uh, J. Random, uh, ancient country, the king's got a problem, guy offers to fix it for him, says, he, he, he fixes the problem for the guy, and he says, you can have anything you want. This sounds like the Enrico Fermi thing in reverse. But, uh, and he says, okay, well, like, if I fix your problem, he's like, um, I, I want you to put a grain of wheat on a chessboard mm. in the first of the 64 squares. Mm. And then in the next one, I want you to put two grains of wheat. The next one, I want you to put four grains of wheat. Uh-huh. And then eight, et cetera. Mm. And there's a name for this, the powers of, uh, the sum of powers of two, it's called. But uh, you, you can guess what happens next. He fixes the cable. Is that, is that uh, uh, you know, uh, that the, the board would, would have more, more wheat than has ever existed and will ever exist in the world? You start with a grain of wheat and double it, you know? I'm not saying that's how compound interest works, because if I'm being honest, I don't know how compound interest works. But when you're saving for a thing, just start, start, with, start with one grain of wheat. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, it's better to start. It's like when you start meditation, you, you say, well, I don't have an hour to meditate every day. That's fine. Do five minutes. Yeah. Do five minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I would have I would have meditated less, but I didn't have time. I was too mm-hmm. sick. That's to what go Mark to the Twain doctor. said. Oh, that's good. I give my left arm to be ambidextrous. <laughs> I was ableist. Dan, what's going on in your neck of the woods? I'm gonna I'm gonna just sit here, think about wheat. Um, I have a, I have some, a list a of few, stuff, etc. Yeah, you, you do. I, I had drive. a bunch of odds and sods, speckle filling type nonsense shooting from a cotton candy gun. Um, just kind of on, on standby, as I say, but. Uh, uh, I think we should run with whatever you want to talk about. Today. I'm yeah, going to drink I, this iced tea and listen to you talk. I think uh, I think I have some interesting things. And if if it's not, just stop me. I will. I know. The first mm. thing I wanted to talk about is the, the guy's phone call is over. I'm feeling a lot better. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, Voldemort Putin's call is over. So oh, good. Is he, is he okay. still outside or is he moving Not on? that I can hear, but you know, they're, uh, they're a tricky people. He might uh, annex me. Mm. What's up with you? Uh, so... Um, one of the things that I wanted to follow up on a little bit is the task paper thing. Uh, so as mentioned, you left it at asking our listeners, uh, I think it's not if it's this specific, but if there are people out there who use task paper, what are you using on iOS for that? That's right. And the suggestions that came in is, well, you can use any editor that will give you access to your, your iCloud folders. And, uh, you can just simply, when you are creating or saving, the task paper file, just do it with, instead of the dot task paper extension, which is default, just in the little option, in the little dropdown, pick traditional text file, and it gives you a dot txt extension. And because there is nothing special about the file format, it's just what it contains, this works exactly the same way in task paper that a dot task paper file works. You're not, it's not something like a doc file format or a PDF format or an XLS format. The format is just, it's basic, you know, like, is it, I don't know, is it marked? I don't know what it is behind it's the scenes. A, well, it, the, I mean, we're, without getting into semantics, it's plain text. Just plain text. So yeah, it, it's plain text. So, I mean, like, you know, you got binaries and you got text in the world and that's, that's text. 
uh, to, to be just a little bit pedantic about it. It's, the notion is, though, by giving it that different suffix, um, it m- makes it less difficult to associate it with certain apps. Correct. You know? Yeah. So, so it, with a dot task paper file, it, with an extension of dot task paper, you can op- it, that will automatically open in task paper, which is nice. You can double click it and it will just open. With a dot text file, it won't unless you want to associate all of your text files to task paper, which I don't recommend. So that's the right. only you're, downside. You're really closer to like the old school to do.txt, where unless yes. you've got some functionality or scripting associated with it in a shell or similar, or you know, text editor, but like VI or whatever, like right. you know, you're you're just you're typing. The benefit of it being in an app is at the very least it does stuff like auto completion. So like when you re- return to make a new line, it automatically creates the dash in the space and things like that. Right. And ultimately, for me, the reason I'm so addicted to this on a Mac desktop is because of the functionality inside the Task Paper app, which is what allows a quote unquote plain text file to be everything I need to manage my world. But you're absolutely right. You can call it whatever you want. You can. And the and- nice thing about that extension is it doesn't it doesn't change any of that functionality. So now I can just use one writer, which is the um, the text app editor, the quick one that I've been using on iOS to get in the past to pretty much everything, like all of the, Mm -hmm. I was using that as kind of the iOS window into the uh, NVAlt stuff for a long, long time. So it's the same. I just, now I open the task paper folder and I see dot text files and I can open them and edit them. Of course, I don't get the beautiful stuff that I get in task paper itself, but when I'm back on my Mac, that's all there. It's all there and it's exactly formatted and everything even though i edited it on another app so i just wanted to follow up with that and i'm not recommending one writer per se but i'm recommending this technique that some listeners shared also so that that is my follow-up on that um there's another kind of software related thing that i have been uh kind of in the process of doing for the longest time i have been a Photoshop user since the very, very early, early, early days of Photoshop. And that's always been my go-to for doing any kind of image editing, image creation, whether it's been my crappy, pathetic attempts at doing logos all the way up to the cover art for our show and everything else. And I you also use... very, very large <laughs> .psd with many, yes. many mucho muy layers in it. <laughs> It's a, it's it's a, a monster. It's the, it's, it's the biggest thing in my downloads folder, and that's saying something. <laughs> yeah, it's a mess. So, uh, But I also use Adobe Premiere for video editing. And on a rare occasion, I will use Audition if I need to correct uh, or improve the audio quality of a file, which I'm just not doing very much anymore. Um, I, I, I pity anyone who's actually using Audition to edit something. I'm, I feel bad for that person. I want to help them. But, uh, I spaced for a minute. What 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 is Audition? Um, what's its main on label use? It's it's their version of like Logic. Yeah, exactly. It's um, mm-hmm. it's their take on Logic. They're and, they're um, higher high ish and prosumer ish uh, audio editing thing. Yeah, and unlike uh, unlike Premiere, which I my personal bias is that Premiere is the best video editing tool. Uh, I I like it much, but we've talked about this. I like it much better than Fuck a Pro. Um, Fuck a Pro. But I. You know, there are other options out there and and people will say that, you know, um, that some of them are better. Uh, But the thing is this, I am at the end of my yearly, uh, you know, renewal for (laughs) 
Adobe Creative Cloud. I pay by the year or I have. And so it's good that you caught it. Yeah, I caught it. And I I'm, did not catch it the other day on one of my gratefully relatively rare $99 a year ones. And I was like, oh man, mm. that's a to-do app I tried two years ago and it got me twice. Now I, I got me, I did that, but it's like, ugh. And because it's outside of the Apple, I mean, I check in every three or four months with the Apple subscriptions, yes. but this one I did through the actual company. Yeah. Um, that's, isn't that frustrating? Yeah. So, so you get, are you doing like a full Marco or like, do you get just a hand, like the, like um, off the menu, single apps, or are you like getting the whole creative cloud thing? Well, I don't know what Marco uh, does. Well, or okay. Has sorry. Done. Sorry. You don't follow the trades, but are you, this, so like you, you subscribe to two apps total. Um, yes, and not Audition anymore, but I've been paying for Photoshop and uh, Premiere. And okay. I've been doing a lot less video editing of late. And, uh, you know, I know that what I'm doing in Photoshop is, if I'm being really generous, really generous, I'm using maybe 5% of what Photoshop can even do. Maybe, maybe 5% if I'm pushing in my luck. And so it occurs to me that there are other alternatives that don't cost the many hundreds of dollars that I'm spending per year for these tools that I'm not using very much at all. And so I wanted to kind of investigate some of these alternatives. And one of the things that uh, a lot of people told me and that, that I found out just by reading the reviews is uh, an application that is still going strong that came out a number of years ago. I'll put it in the show notes for people who don't know what I'm talking about. It's Pixelmator Pro. And mm -hmm. this is a new version of Pixelmator that they they designed. My understanding is they rewrote it from the ground up, and it it has a lot of the really cool AI stuff for like video. I mean, image not video, image editing and correct color correction and things like that. Again, way beyond what I'm ever going to use. But the thing that's really cool about it is it is compatible with Photoshop files, so that ginormous file that you were just talking about for all the cover arts of all the back to works forever. Uh, that opens up. Yeah. It takes a little minute, but it opens <laughs> up. Instead of PSDs, it makes uh, PXDs. Yeah. But it will yeah. open a Photoshop file just fine. And although the tools are different and the way that you do the editing is different, uh, it works and it's completely compatible. I haven't tried, um, you know, like exporting a file back out and taking it into Photoshop. So I can't comment on that part, but Although it's different and there's a bit of a learning curve, um, you know, that's that's an application that seems like, and I'm using the free trial of it now, but mm -hmm. it really seems like it's something that would potentially be able to replace what I'm doing with Photoshop. And it's $39.99, mm -hmm. uh, which yeah. is a lot less than the subscription to Photoshop that I really don't need. So I'm trying to make the switch to that. And then the other piece is Premiere. And Premiere for me uh, is something that I just, I know it. I know it so well. I don't have to think about anything. I could just, just do it, just use it. But mm -hmm. there is another alternative. And that is by the company called Blackmagic. And Blackmagic is a... <laughs> Thank you. Blackmagic is... No, I'm sending you examples of okay. Pixelmator Pro. Uh, and and Blackmagic has... I have, I have one of their cameras and their video editing stuff and their video everything stuff is pretty good. Yeah, they're amazing. What they've done in the space of like all of the conversion boxes and the recording and streaming and stuff. And they have this application called DaVinci Resolve. They're, uh, somehow it's up to version 17. 
Uh, there is a pro version of that, and they they say that this is Hollywood's number one post solution. And I think that they say that uh, more people in Hollywood are doing this I for feature may, films. That might be true and, if it's an if it's an actress named Hollywood. That might be correct. It, it is a lot of fun to use, and they're really smart because they give you a freebie copy when you get one of their cameras. And I. I, I've, I've ha- I'm on an extended break from learning my costly camera because it was making me crazy. Mm. But that software is really, really good. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's like a standard or anything, but I mean, I mean, are we like getting a little bit close to the territory of you have to use Final Draft to write a screenplay? You have to use Word to send stuff to your lawyer. You have to use Excel to send stuff to. Are we getting up kind of close to the whole like? How much is this an industry standard versus just like an industry command? Yeah. Like, you know, you could probably get by with a, I think you could be very happy in life with a bunch of affinity apps, a lot happier than you would be with Adobe stuff. Right. I think so too. At least in my experience. Yeah. And the thing, you know, if you go to this site and I put this in the show notes for, that'll take you to DaVinci Resolve, they're showing lots of movies and music videos. (laughs) And I'm assuming that the implication is that the, the, they were used, they were created in DaVinci Resolve. I've talked to some video professionals and they've talked up. DaVinci Resolve that yeah, might... Yeah, like, like applying LUTs and like all the different yeah. stuff that you would want to do with video. It's like, it's, it's, it, and, it, and it's not, I mean, it's not simple, but it's not overwhelming. Yeah. Like some kinds of video editing stuff can feel. And the do, nice thing you, about... Who do you the, want responses from on that? I can help. Not well, help. nothing, I nothing. I don't need one. Um, oh. The thing, oh. the thing oh. about it is, uh, is that DaVinci Resolve is free. You can pay mm-hmm. for the pro version, but the standard version with all the features that I would ever possibly be able to use is free. So for a total of $40, I can permanently replace all of the Photoshop tools that I've been using. And again, I haven't really been using audition except once in a blue moon to Mm -hmm. edit something, but I've already, I'm already the owner of logic pro 10 and i have been for a long long time and that has always been my go-to for any kind of audio editing anyway so it i can climb off of this train of Mm -hmm. adobe creative cloud forever and not pay for any of it anymore and use these other tools for a total of 40 bucks so you know i'm pretty much on board with this now i'm not really seeking advice per se but mm-hmm. I'm curious to know if anyone in our audience is like using either of these tools in a professional capacity. Because Why don't you ask me. Well, I know you're doing a little, but what are you, you doing? You don't know me. You what don't are you know doing? Me. You don't know well, me. Tell me what you're doing then. I don't know. I mean, I'm not trying to say don't listen to other people, but like we can have an open relationship, but I'd still like to have a relationship. What are you, what are you doing over there? Well, now I don't want to talk about it. Now I'm mad. Okay. Um, uh, 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 so I, I, here's what I, all the, there's a number of things, just take the entire, the phalanx of things that I don't have any business responding to, or don't have any special insight about. This is going to be the worst kind of shovel blog, blog, uh, point of view on this, which is, mm, here's what I like, mm-hmm. Meh. Mm-hmm. but I'll tell you what, here's what I like, meh. Um, so like I, okay, so just, I, uh, I don't want to call this a continuum, but I would say very much over here. What's it? Is it Affinity Designer? Um, I have had needs for, 
Well, I guess I mean, one question I don't need you to answer, but I will just toss out is on that continuum of straight up old school drawing program yeah. to straight up bitmap editing program. Like, where's the balance on that? I imagine my hands going like this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, if you need drawing stuff that also can do a surprising amount of what we used to think of as bitmaps, fret bits. Uh, Affinity Designer is really good. I haven't used all the Affinity apps, but Affinity Designer is wow. Talk about a bargain for what you get. It's a really powerful drawing app. Um, that's out outside of the you know the, the page mail road uh, set. It's not an Adobe app. It's Affinity, and it's really really neat. Uh, it's a it's a Mac app in this instance, but it, they also make it for uh, you know iOS. And as as uh, is often the case, happily increasingly, you know they kind of work together. Um, but if for drawing stuff, I use Affinity Designer, and I don't need it very often. But to me, that's I don't mean to damn it with fake praise, but that's all the more reason I don't want to subscribe to an Adobe app. Yeah. It's cause like, it's just, again, that starts to feel like I'm just warehousing things for money. Um, <laughs> my long time, um, I, I don't know why this is apart from the fact that I really like Gus Mueller, but, uh, I use acorn. I have used acorn for years as my primary, like drawing or sorry. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Okay. Okay. Imagine a Venn diagram. Sometimes you need to draw. Uh, sometimes you need to paint if you like. And sometimes you need to just straight up edit photos. Now, there's, if you imagine that Venn diagram, that, there's a lot of overlap, right? Obviously, a photo editing app. I mean, Photoshop was originally, I think, meant to be for editing photos, which were not much to look at back in the day. But the point is, like Photoshop, Illustrator, Freehand, those all were for different things. Freehand back then has the role kind of sort of that I would say, like, to me, Affinity Designer has now. I mean, Photoshop was, was, it was not about making anything that would look good on a laser printer. It was about, you know, changing pixels. Whereas, again, now, you know, illustrator uh freehand could combine those things to some extent mm. but then i mean sh- shoot when illustrator what was it illustrator 3 whatever the early 90s one there's one where the big innovation was it had a mode where you could see it in wireframe and where you could see it with the a rudimentary pattern drawn on it because oh, yeah. it was so computationally in- intensive to to do it in like to be able to see live previews um let me just get through this and i'll shut up uh i th- I have used and have loved Acorn on my Mac since Christ was a corporal. I think every, I want to say every single piece of episode art ever done for Roderick on the Line, which is not saying a lot, it's not very artful, uh, has been done with uh, Acorn by Flying Meat. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to like about it. It's very well made. It's very well documented. It's very well kept up. Also, Gus has lots of really good... Uh, Gus Mueller from Flying Meat is the dude. I guess he probably has other people on the team, but, you know, he's tall. And he also has great tutorials on um, how to do stuff. He also makes things like Retrobatch, which is this amazing um, app for automating photo changes to things. Uh, it's really cool. I think it's called Re- Retrobatch. Is that what it's called? Retrobatch, I want to yeah, say. Uh-huh. But Acorn is terrific, and it's got just little things in it that I just think are so amazing. He has a little bit in there where you can correct perspective. Uh, really easily, where you just identify the four, you know, right angles of something, and yeah. then it just hit a button and it fixes it. Another one I've been using in the last couple years, especially on iPad, is Pixelmator, and I get very confused. I'm just going to say words. I, I know there's Pixelmator, 
Pro, there's Pixelmator, there's Pixelmator on iPad. I find it a little confusing because I haven't bothered. But let me just say, um, I think it can be argued that my photos are a little overworked sometimes. Mm. But when they're not overworked, like that picture of Bando is probably a little bit sharper than it needs to be. But any photo I care about always goes through Pixelmator on an iPad. Now, Pixelmator in other places. There's now Pixelmator, believe it or not, for I, or for iPhone, which I was really surprised to see. Obviously, they have it for the Mac. But here's what's neat is um, this some ML stuff, machine learning. Two that I think are just amazing. There's an, uh, I should get the exact name. There's an ML Enhance, okay? So this one, you just open a photo in Pixelmator, as I say, I, I really like this on iPad. Like a very recent iPad is a great way to run this. On M1 Mac, it was obviously great too. Uh, you hit ML Enhance. And uh, you could ask me what happens. I don't know. It's smart. It's able to machine learn. And it and it's, makes a whole bunch of real good improvements to whatever it is you just opened. Um, if I had any beef with it at all, it's that it tends to, for some reason, maybe it's a quirk of the photos I take or how I take them, but it can sometimes be a, a fair amount cooler than I would like. But what's neat is everything under ML Enhance is also under, like you can just go say, turn off the brightness enhancement, turn off the levels enhancements, turn off sharpen, vignette, like whatever it is. I adore using Pixelmator everywhere. So just quickly to, to hop back two steps, uh, for me, uh, affinity designer for drawing, um, uh, 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 acorn by flying meat mm-hmm. for that space between drawing and painting. And, uh, and again, Venn diagram, none of these ex- are excluded from one another. They work together uh, the way that I like to use them. And then finally Pixelmator anywhere for photos. Um, so you do ML enhance. Another one is this, what's it called? ML. There's another one where it like, it can increase not exactly, incre- it doesn't increase the resolution. That doesn't make sense. But it can do a pretty serviceable job of taking something that you think could look a little better, a little sharper, and um, and cleaning it up. Did you, uh, let me show you this thing I posted the other day, this picture of lemon grab. Um, and again, tweets go away in uh, six days, thank God. But you can see this for now. Um, oh, oh, it also has this really neat thing, which is like you can you get this little kind of notional grabby thing, and you can like slide from right to left. I think Lightroom has this too. You can slide from right to left to see a before and after or whatever you've done. Instead of clicking a thing and going all in on show me old, show me new, this lets you like zoom way in on one area even, and then go left, right, left, right, left, mm-hmm. right, and see which one you like better. Um, I think, I, you know, uh, uh, this is uh, no slight against flying meat. Um, well, yeah, you're, you're not much of an iPad guy, right? I mean, yeah, I have one, but but you don't do much. Nah, on it, right? I can't. I can't okay. seem to use it for. Uh, I can't use it for work. Uh, Hang on, I can't yeah. use it for work. <laughs> and when I want to look at a device, um, it's it's easy enough for me to just look at my phone or the new laptop, which is the next topic that I want to bring up. I just figured out how to get myself out of this whole problem. Hey, Dan, do you love independent software developers? I do. Buy Affinity Designer. Buy Acorn. And by all of the pixels made her. I'm going to do Done. that. Yeah. And look at that picture of Lemon Grab. So that is uh, not ML enhanced, but That's ML. amazing. But you see what it's doing. I'm taking this uh, picture of Lemon Grab. That should be grab. the cover art right there. Sure. It's pretty blocky. Now, obviously, if you zoom in, you're going to see what it's doing. Is is It's, it, it's doing an incredibly, incredibly, a somewhat unoriginal thing, which is, hey, if this thing's real blocky, make it look less blocky. Right. 
But, you know, Syracuse and I at the top of the latest rectus were talking about his image of, of Link from the Zelda game that he uh, has as an icon in Skype and how, how difficult it is to just find a picture of Link that isn't smooshy looking like this, where the blocks look like exact sharp blocks, because that's how it would have looked on the screen right. in the 80s. Right. Unfortunately, because of interpolation, next, day, next neighbor stuff, like your, your photo or uh, image processing app will try and be a little too smart. <clears throat> It'll start like smearing and JPEGing it up in a way that isn't very pretty. But look at that lemon grab. You'll see all, if you zoom in, you'll see that it's quote unquote all it's doing is smoothing it but it does it in a way that's pretty serviceable look at the tweet above that i sent you of me with my dumb baby the day yeah, the, uh, the kid was born well oh no okay so thank you um the first photo is the uh, not raw because that means something but and again i'm sorry you guys this tweet's going to go away because that's what tweets should do um but this is a photo uh from just uh, october 28th of 2007 and first bath day after my kid was born. And mm-hmm. I, I, that photo, I love that photo. Uh, uh, one of the, I think, nurses, one of the medical staff took that photo. I handed them the camera, said, point this at us and take a photo. And I love that photo a lot, but in, I even love, I even, I love it exactly how it is. It's a little mushy, a little bit golden. Now go to the next photo and you'll see, I've, that's a little overworked, but I, I did ML. Now my baby is that pink and I am that white. The vignette is a little much, but you know, let me have this. You see, though, like that's if you toggle back and forth, left arrow, right arrow. Look at that. That's amazing. That and really look how much amazing. sharper, sharper it looks without looking stupid. Uh, I say buy all three and report back, and that way it's for your work and for your work. There you go. I don't know. Uh-huh. There I go. Uh-huh. I don't know. Uh-huh. Lemon grab. Lemon grab. Yeah, yeah. They they get the candy and then they make clones of themselves. Yeah. Remember they run out of food. Yeah. It's a very upsetting episode. It's a weird the P-Bubs, one. The P-Bubs has to go to the castle. Yeah. Um, Got more Did you want to talk about uh, a second thing you like? No, I only have the one that I saw. I'll tell you what I like. What? I like, um, what do I like? I like, uh, oh, wait, I can do this. <gasps> wait, I can do this. Oh, I can make this funny. Here, here, edit this and make me sound smart. You'll edit this and make me sound smart, Always, right? always. Uh, I got a new pencil I like. Oh, better than the Blackwing. Um, no different from the Blackwing. Uh, Look in the notes, and okay. I've discovered a new genre of pencil, new to me. Like, normally, ever since, uh, I'll say college, I've been really into, for mechanical pencils anyway, I've been really into the, the Pentel, the black one, the point five. Oh, yeah, yes. Which is kind of a classic. And I also like the blue point seven. but go look at that brass pencil. Brass pencil! <laughs> that pencil mensal! Oh, look at uh, it. That's, a, wait, that's, it looks it, tiny. Isn't it adorbs? It, it does look tiny. It's, I think, 10 centimeters long. It looks like a lead, it's a lead holder, isn't it? A lead mini, holder. it's a mini lead holder. Yeah, but it'll hold a giant ass lead, but, the, the, but like, you kind of just, kind well, of I've talked to you about work. my favorite pencil, the, the regular size lead holder, right? Regular size lead holder, by whom? Same company? By, um, by, by, oh, you're talking about like, like for drafting? Like a drafting pencil? Yeah, that's the one that I yeah. always use. That that's living. That's living. Does I'm this thing come with refills? Well, I mean, I can't control when it comes, but it's it does have uh, this one in it. <sighs> I swear to God, you hiss at me one more time, I'm gonna throw this brass pencil at you. Stadler Mars Technico Lead Holder 780C is the one. I am adding it to the uh, show notes. That guy. Is, oh, is that the blue one? I've had that one. The I blue. The, the the blue. The blue. Blue, two. Blue, blue, blue one. They make a whole bunch of these, and they're really clever. They even make a so. So here's what I want to tell you. Here's the, what I want to get to. Mm, I mean, get, it kind of looks. To it. Let's talk about something important. It looks kind of like a 
Sorry. A How do you sharpen this? Do you have the sharpener? Very carefully. I'm getting there. It is octagonal brass. I want you to sit with that. So almost every other pen. Almost every other pen. It's bigger than a husky. Um, magnum size. Tiny. Oh my god. Here's the thing. Almost every pencil you've ever held is hexagonal, which is fine. This is octagonal. It's eight size, and it's made of brass, and it's very pleasing to hold. It is pretty short, but then you know, I have little hands, you know, like the rain. This thing looks, it says 10.3 centimeters. It, no one knows what that is. I mean, it's not like Celsius. I wonder what size this is in Celsius. 4.055118 inches. Four inches. Okay. I mean, I was swimming. Is this thing fat? What's the girth I mean, on this oh, thing? Like, like a chode? Like a tuna can? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to find out. Yeah, it's nice. God damn it, Dan. I'll, I'll take you a photo. Please Next note week. this material may discolor, D-I-S-C-O-L-O-U-R, discolor through use. I don't have a problem. I don't, I don't love is that, but wood? I don't have a problem with it. You know what I like is, um, there's this song I like by this band called Tropical Fuckstorm, and they have this really, it's a song I'm obsessed with called You Let My Tires Down. They're from uh, Australia, and they spell tire with a Y. And I honestly don't hate it. Mm, I do. They eat spaghetti backwards in the video, and it's one of the great videos. And it's my favorite song of the year. Um, How do you know? Wait, wait a minute. Hang on. If you're looking at a piece of spaghetti, no, no, no. no. If you're looking at Mm -hmm. a piece of spaghetti, how do you know which is the front and which is the back? It looks the same. How can you you eat it backwards? You're talking about one direction. One direction. Yeah. If you look at if you take a piece of spaghetti and you lay it on the table, you're going to tell me one side is the front, one side is the back. How do you eat it backwards? You just eat it. Well, you just, you just push it in through your butt. I'm gonna take a photo for you. Uh, I love. Well, sorry, I kind of. I gave up on that bit pretty fast because I didn't think it was going anywhere. Um, and it's got a sharpener in the cap. Now they also oh, make. Okay, good. They also make uh, all different ones. I bought three of these, or as you say, boughten, because um, <laughs> uh-huh. I wanted to try them all. And everybody says they're a great like fidget thing. To yeah. Play with. Oh yeah. Listen, you ready for this? Yep. Okay, hang on. Let, let, let me get you some audio here. You ready? Mm-hmm. This is, that's the sound, the sound of my desk. Listen. Nice, huh? Yeah, I love it. Uh, so I got one with the big fat lead that showed the little tuna can. Yeah. Bart, Bart Harley Jarvis. I got um, I got the, the closer to Pencil, Pentel-sized long boy, uh, which, let me remember which switch, does have an eraser, a Pentel-style eraser under its lid. And there's another tuna can uh, with a standard 0.5. Anyway, that's all I wanted to do, just say this is something I like. It feels good to hold in your hand. Um, and to, to just in general, I, I want I want a kind of an odd combination out of a pencil, mm. which is I like, I, I, want a, I want a lead, I want a lover that won't drive me crazy. <laughs> I knew you were going to go there for some reason. No, some girl knows the meaning of, hey, hit the highway. Yeah. Um, it was the Russians who, who first liberated the, the John, John Coker concentration camps. Yes. Yes. So anyway, it's, it's, uh, octagonal, uh-huh. you know, which I love, but, um, what was it saying about, uh, uh, John Cougar John, or is he used to be called Johnny Cougar? That guy's out of name changes. Him and Puffy, it's got to stop. We're done. Yeah. We're done. Yeah. You're okay? calling it. Um, what I want is a guarantee that what I like a soft, dark, like slightly mushy lead, but I don't want it to be like if you're using a carpenter pencil, carpenter's pencil, like for a purpose, like you don't kind of don't care how sharp it is. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be sharp to where it can break, but I don't want it to be 
dull to where it doesn't have any kind of... I like it to be medium sharpened, but soft. Mm. The problem is when I use a pencil with a harder graphite, I just, it doesn't feel as fun to me. You know, I like to, I like to spread my barbaric yop. And that's why, that's why I like these tool pens, T-U-L pens, mm-hmm. which are great. Mm. It's why I like Varsity fountain pens, because they just go, you know, they're, they're uh, kind of anal expulsive. And I like these boys, because they got a nice, uh, they got a nice little tuna can for, uh, you can sharpen it up a little bit, but then you can also scribble, 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 scribble. I don't have any natural abilities, but, you know, I do have an account at Amazon.com. There you go. You had uh, another thing. Yeah, I got a couple other things. Are you going to buy all those apps, Dan? Yes. Because I think you should. All of them. Okay. All, all right. of them. And I'll be saving money by doing it, which is my favorite oh, kind I love of way that. to buy something. I love that. You know what? Just put, put, a, put a grain of wheat on your, on your chessboard just or one a day. checkers. Just one a day. Okay. On your so, chess checkers. So the next thing is um, I mm. got the new Mac, very little to say about this. Got the new mm. MacBook Pro 14-inch. Uh, the the not like fully maxed out customized, but like they you know they give you the two. It's like here's, you're talking about the the M1. Yeah, it's got the three levels. Yeah, and, well the two the two levels of the for the. I wasn't 14. gonna say this, Dan. I bought the same computer last week. It's I did it last week too, and it's it's been great. And I, I, I you're the first person I told Alex, yeah. and uh, I'm telling you because I felt really embarrassed that I, my other computer's two years old. Not the and same. I didn't really need same a new boat. One. No same boat. Oh, Dan. I could do six to fourteen weeks on this goddamn computer. I could do I could do two weeks just on the way the keyboard feels. Why don't we do this that next the, episode? We'll talk more about. Oh, let's it next do episode. that, Dan. The keyboard. Do you know? Is it springy? It's is your springy? Wonderful, wonderful. It's it's it's. <sighs> it's wonderful. This is a really good computer. It looks good. It feels good. Yes. It's. Oh my god! It's everything. Even, that, well, let's let's save it for the next episode. But it's everything that we could have possibly wanted. And more. Well, you know, people say that, and I agree. It's just that if we say that about everything, we're saying it about nothing. This is way going way I've never beyond said that the, before. You say all kinds of things. You don't yeah. remember all that. Mm. But I'll tell you, the, the, water. the one uh, I'll just I'll throw this out there. Um, sorry, I derailed you. I, no, it's okay. Sorry. I just I think it's fantastic. There's only one thing that's missing, but you know what? We're going to do a whole show on it. So this will be what they call in show business, Merlin. This is what they call a teaser for the next episode. Mm. Tune in, tune in next time to find out what Dan same and Merlin Dan love. Time, same Dan channel. Yes. So I'll Da-da-da. skip that. I'll skip that. I'll go to the next thing that I have, ah. which is uh, I have found that <sighs> a lot of the uh, a lot of the streaming services whether it's Disney Plus, which is notoriously bad, or even sometimes Netflix and the other ones, that when, you, uh, when you're watching these on your, on your pewter, instead of on like a device attached to your TV, but when you're sitting with your pewter and you're mm-hmm. listening to these things, a lot of the time, the volume will be too low. One of the things that I do if I'm eating hmm. a lunch or something like that, I may sit at the island. You're in, a loud eater. Nope. And I may sit hmm. at the island in the kitchen and, uh, and then I'm just going to, you know what? I'm just going to throw it on the computer. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to have to try and find an iPad. I don't have to deal with it. It's the computer's sure. already there. I'm going to use that. And that's what I'm going to watch it on. And I've also noticed that when I'm flying on a plane or taking some kind of, you know, transportation like that, and things are a little bit loud, even with your headphones on, sometimes yeah. it's just not loud enough. And it's, I'm, I'm uh, lucky enough to not be hard of hearing, but I find that sometimes very, very you just recent, want more volume. Very large iPads sound really, really good. But even that two-year-old Mac, and I'm just trying to, to tee you up 
for a dinger here. Yeah. Even that two-year-old Mac, which is, I imagine the last Mac I'll ever own yeah. with, a touch, with a touch bar. Oh, yeah. But like it sounds, they, they've always sounded good, but they didn't sound like good. Yeah. The new one does and sound now, really, really good. Oh, um, it, and again, they'll, they'll, I'm sure it'll continue to improve, but it just has such a a, a richer, like um, more dense sound. It doesn't sound like you're losing any range mm-hmm. owing to the size of the distance. Like I was right. watching Citizens Kane, Citizen Kane in the bathroom. Citizens the other Kane, night. I like that better. Citizens Kane, yeah, yeah. It sounded it sounded really good, which is different from Citizens Band. That's <laughs> a that's a Jonathan Demi film. Yes. Um, yeah, no, they, I can't. They sound so good. Well, um, what I've found though is sometimes the screen, Dan, but the screen. Yeah, the screen's great. Jesus Christ, the screen. So sometimes I found that I'm waiting for it to start up, but I'm like, what's going on here? It looks crazy. It looks like uh, like some kind of uh, electric uh, Kool Aid acid trip, Pink Floyd type situation. It's gorgeous and rich and deep. So sometimes, like like, like the Kardashians. What? So what? sometimes, regardless of the computer mm. that I'm using, you find that you want a little bit more volume out of it. And yeah. there are different ways to do this. The one way that I used to do this, and I used to have to bring it with me whenever I would fly, is that there is this little, like, it, it was a little tiny, half the size of a matchbox. And it was this little device that you would plug one end of it into the um, the headphone jack on your computer. And then you'd plug your headphones into the other jack and it would amplify and boost the volume for you. And this thing. Oh, like if you're on a flight or if something? you're on a flight, exactly. And this was, mm-hmm. this was kind of annoying to do. Then there's other software. I think one of them is called like boom audio. That's just supposed to boost the volume of something. And I'm not talking like we want to make it twice as loud. Oh, this is you winding up for your rogue amoeba thing. Yeah. Oh God, yes! I I only realized that you could how much you could do with this like last year. Well, I already have audio hijack. Different I've, things need right, but I yeah. mean for sound, like sound studio, right, or sound um, sound source. Like for certain things at certain places, you want certain differences. Like I use, oh, who made it? Is it Guy Rambo? I use something called Podcast Menu mm-hmm. for playing Overcast on my Mac. I think it might be Guy Rambo makes it. And uh, that com- the combination of that and Airfoil, like it's great because I can throw to my home pods. Airfoil also made by Rogue Amoeba. But like if you're listening uh, to a podcast, there's a pretty good chance you would like to prioritize um, voice range or like high mids or mids to high mids, right? To like bring out the voice part. But if you listen to Spotify, you might want it to be different. And like, what if those are at different volumes and what right. would you want it to sound like? Exactly. How are you going to manage that? Exactly. Yeah. And so one of the things that I've been doing is when I will watch a movie or video, and sometimes I watch stuff on Plex where the audio quality can be questionable. Uh, I was back in the same boat of like, I just want to make this thing a bit louder And then I remembered all of the amazing output effects that you can put when you're recording something with Audio Hijack. And I said, wait a minute, what if I'm not recording Mm -hmm. anything at all? What if I just want to grab some audio, not necessarily the overall system audio, but just the audio from, say, Chrome? I want to get Pocafastus is like when it's like when you go and you visit your 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 aunt who's actually like you know from the generation of your grandmother, and they go, let me make you a snack, and they come out of the kitchen. With essentially like a wedding banquet at eleven forty-five p.m. and you're like, and they're like, oh, I just threw this together. And I'm like, what are you, Paul? Over-engineer would be the wrong word. <laughs> like he's there. No, 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 over-engineer. But you know what I mean? As in, Talk like, of, yeah, you know, they're, people they're people guys. say. St- well, no, but I mean, when people say stuff like, oh, you know, this, I don't mean it as in over-designed, overworked. I mean it as in like you've made something that ought to be 
like shovelware and set app are part of some bundle, except it's really good and does more than 80% of the people who use it would ever use it for. And yet they know that to sell something to the people who would buy that, I think, they know it makes a big difference to say, guess what? You can use Apple's like audio units for how your Spotify sounds. Right, sure. You can have separate EQ for all of these different outputs. And it really makes a difference. And just volume alone makes a difference. But then having all of those things, like if I know I'm for the times when I'm listening to podcasts just through my uh, LG monitor, mm-hmm. like I'm going to want different settings than if I'm listening to HomePods throughout my office. Absolutely. And what this does is it, it lets you do that. And so there's one built-in effect called, of course, volume. You can increase the volume and boost it as high as you want it to go. But you can also EQ it if you want to EQ it. Maybe you're watching the thing at night. You don't need a ton of bass. You can just EQ the bass down, whatever you want. And all of this stuff is so, so really cool. And it's built in. And all you have to do is hit the little... And it's you can't say this enough. It's per thing you're up with. So this could be per Apple Music. Yes. Per Spotify. Per uh, your podcast player. Like each one of those things that you would see as a source of input and output, either in system preferences or in your drop-down menu, you now have a new drop-down menu in your Mac where you can just really quickly select, you know, go say, go throw to this. And it's still, you can still use it through all the various uh, automated ways to change that input. So if you use Bunch or if you use Stream Deck, you can still, like I have a Stream Deck that just switches between my um, headphones and my, I mean, it's not very sophisticated, but, you know, one of the most basic things you can do with a stream deck is change input and output. But like it, it's like all of their stuff. I don't know. I just feel like there's so much care in everything they do. And in this instance, I don't know who this is for, because it seems like it's probably just for me. But like it's it's a real bacon saver. And have you gotten into like playing with the audio units and stuff? It's kind of Yeah, nuts. you can do so many amazing things. Compression with all or of them. like yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah, it's great. It's really great. It's, it is really good. I can't say enough good stuff about Rogue Amoeba. You know, there's that phrase, I forget who first said it. It wasn't Gruber, but, you know, a Mac-ass Mac app. Uh, maybe people like, you know, uh, um, Brent Simmons back in the day. Like, you know, just all the people who, like, just make these. Or, again, like Acorn, you know? Um, Acorn and Pixelmator. I'm, I'm, it's uh, the highest compliment I can ever pay you as somebody who I hope as well, the highest compliment is I, I don't steal your software and I pay for it. But also that, like, you know, I look forward, even when I don't need to use it, I look forward to using your software. And I look forward to. You want to find about, any, You like it so much, you try to find reasons to use it. Now, that is, yeah, that, that is maybe the highest, highest compliment. Yeah. That would be stuff like, I mean, you know, Descript for a while was like that, which is not a perfect app. Um, but. Talk about like transformative to the way I do stuff, right. but no, absolutely. When when there's an app out there that I don't really have much reason to use, except for something one fairly specific use, and my brain is fading on what that would be. But no, that's that, that that's that's terrific. Rather than going oh grown, like I've got to open this app to do this mm-hmm, thing, mm-hmm. and I you know I know how this thing fights me, you know, and I I was I don't know DMing texting with somebody probably around Christmas, I, I remember saying, yeah, I think I was saying, you know what? I was, I was saying this to JXPX uh, 1138 because oh, he was yeah. kind enough. He, he caught my line in the, uh, well, he saw where I said in the wisdom document, <clears throat> buy the nicest screwdrivers that you can afford. 
Um, by which I just mean like, man, don't live with a dull screwdriver. Don't use a dime. Like get nice screwdrivers, magnetize the ends. Like it'll change your game. And he gave me these really nice, like grandpa screwdrivers, you know, the screwdrivers that have like a wood handle and that kind of like those old timey ones. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, there was just one company that makes them and they're really, really nice. But anyway, he very kindly for my birthday got me those. And, and I was thanking, <clears throat> thanking him and saying that, Amongst the many ways you could choose to measure or meter your life, this is certainly amongst the more minor ones in comparison. But when in, instead of thinking about like, oh, should I go like thank my belongings and throw them out of goodwill, a la Marie Kondo? Well, how about on, uh, as you go forward in life, be mindful about only to the extent possible. You can't do this all the time, whether it's a, sh- a snow shovel or a Honda Accord, or a truss for men. Like, mm-hmm. try and acquire, to the extent possible, only acquire things you look forward to using. And, like, I know that sounds like self-help mumbo-jumbo, but how much of the stuff in your house, well, pff, start it with the easy one, do you just not use? You mainly just store? Is this a bee in my bonnet? Yes, it is. Um, how much stuff do you just store and never use or look at or appreciate at all? You're just going to like Indiana Jones it. You're going to Citizens Kane it. Like how much, I mean, a lot of the stuff I've owned in life. I just, the like, the stuff that you would, so think, I think about when my mom took me to Walmart, bless her heart, took me to Walmart to get stuff to go to college. And I had the cheapest pants and the cheapest paring knife. And I don't know how long I had the cheapest paring knife. The very first time I used the cheap paring knife, it was very unpleasant to use. But I had other stuff on my mind. So who cares? But, but today like having a nice knife and taking care of it, like in my case last night, like doing a little mini season on my cast iron pan, there's something, like in those cases, those are really almost more like projects. But if there's something that you can, you know, just off the dome, and don't answer, it's hypothetical, listener, but like of the stuff that's in your house that's been used in the last year, how much of it well, has not been used, how much of it has been used grudgingly, and how much of it has been like something you look forward to. Our Christmas tree holder, we finally got a good Christmas tree holder. I can't say that I exactly look forward to it, no. but I hate it least of any of those I've ever used. Putting up the lights on the tree, so joyless. There's all this stuff, but you know what I'm saying, Dan? Like, like, like I think even if you don't, don't or can't follow that rule, even if you don't if you're, again, bless your heart, you're in that mode of not adding new things. Before you add new stuff, make sure it's something you're going to look forward to using because it makes, it makes such a difference. Couldn't what agree do you, more. Uh, give, give me, I know we got to go, but give me an example of that for you. What's, is there anything like that you can think of in your, in your home, in your computing life? Like, for example, like me and VS Code, like I'm really enjoying using VS Code, like I said last week. Is there anything where you're like, I, I kind of wish I could, I had a reason to use this more. <laughs> oh, there's probably a million things. Uh, but I love your example of VS Code because I feel like for VS Code, that is the first editor that I've ever had that I feel like I have finally, it works the way that I want it to work. I can configure every single aspect of it to do exactly the thing that I want. Yeah. And it, it's the first time that I've ever and you can had do that. it in VS Code. You can open the J- JSON yes. in VS Code. Yes. You know, the call's coming from inside the text inside editor. Inside it. Inside Yeah, there's, there's a fair amount of stuff. I'm just trying to look around here in my, in my environment. Um, you know, like, for example, a, a dumb one, or... No, it's not dumb. Why am I saying that? Pens. There are some pens that are fun to use, and there's some pens 
They're not fun to use. The kind of pens that they gave away at banks or whatever when I was a kid, the classic, not a Bic, but the kind of like maybe like a, I don't want to say paper mate because I like the blue and white paper mate. But you know the ones where you click the end and the and it's ball just sort of like a out. smooth, uh, yeah. and it would have like the the name of the place printed on the side. Yes. Of it, stolen and from could, Don Carter's All Star Lanes or something like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, all, all the shoes for your favorite. Anyway, the what I would say is uh, you ever have those pens and, and, and like they get blocked up. And then you got to get a, get your mom's uh, Bic or Cricut lighter, and you got to like heat the end of the ballpoint pen oh, yeah. to melt the ink to get it working yeah, again. I remember that. Like that's no way to live. No. Versus like when you start using a pen that like actually makes sense. Tape dispensers. There's all this. I don't. You know, Don Norman has made a career out of this in a much more intelligent way than I could ever attempt to right now. But like the design of the everyday objects really matter. The implementation of those objects. Now we're back to implementation. It makes such a difference, and it's it's so difficult. I imagine it must be so difficult to make stuff like that. To make stuff like again, Syracuse and I are selling the bag for a lot of OXO products. They're not all perfect. Some are definitely better or worse than others. But like they're really trying to make things that fit into a person's hand rather than looking good in a package on a shelf. You know what I mean? And that's, I love that. Go and do likewise, gentlemen. Go and do likewise. They're out there. They want to give you their money. The last thing I'll talk about, and I'll tell you what, I will only talk then I, about Then this. I have to go because I have to go to the bathroom. Okay. I will only talk about this if if people respond on either Twitter or by going to back Wow, that's a little sweaty. And, uh, and, and say that they want to hear more because this go this falls into the sort of very much edge kind of scenario. Okay. As we were talking about UPSs last week, I was um, oh, happened right. to be at Costco, and they had a UPS there. It was close. You know how they always have slightly different model there than what you're looking at on Amazon. So they had a slight. That's, that's also a famous Walmart move. Yeah, these like these Levi's are like all the other Levi's, except for an incredibly inconvenient thing we made them change <laughs> to make it eighty cents less. Right. So I this this particular UPS, it was a CyberPower UPS. It was very 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 similar to the one I've been planning to get, but it was fifty bucks less. So I said, you know what the heck, I'll grab that one, and it's fine. It works fine. That's not what I'm talking about. As you mentioned last week, uh, the UPSs, all the good ones, have a little USB connection that allow you to plug them into a computer. And almost all good computer operating systems, whether it's Linux or Mac OS or Windows, have uh, the ability to identify that a UPS has been plugged in. And they can do things like monitor the status of the UPS and see how charged up it is. And when it gets to a certain threshold, you can tell the computer to do certain things. Like, for example... Yeah. Oh, you only have five minutes left on the charge or you are down to 20% on the UPS, shut your system down. So that's the common thing. So that you don't have computers that are crashing. Instead, they have a clean shutdown based on the amount of charge that is left in the UPS device. Well, that's wonderful unless you have multiple devices that are on the same UPS and only one of them can talk to it because there's only one UPS port and that's the way that it's designed. Oh, interesting. So let's say that it. in my scenario, I've got the Synology, uh, or, you know, NAS storage device and also the Linux right. server that I use to stream Plex and do other things here in the house. Both of which could talk to it, but not both. Not both, only one. So yes. it doesn't really matter which, but I, I, went with, uh, I went with having, because this is the advised... Uh, way to do it on the one article on the internet that exists about this, which is horrible. 
And basically what you can do is you can have one device connected to it, in this case, the Synology, and then you can have your other device or devices talk to the Synology device so to wait, get an like, update. It's like a hub-ish It's thing like a hub. Then, yeah, exactly. What? Is and this a thing? Yes, this is a thing. And it works with multiple Synologies. It also I can work hear with more about other this. devices. So, uh, What's it called in the business? What do they call it? <laughs> It's no, seriously. Yeah, I know. Um, it's funny because Uh, the software is called nuts. It's called nuts. Yeah. N U T. And it stands for like network utilities, something. But anyway, this is a, a daemon daemon process that runs. It's built. It's pre-installed on your Synology, but you can install it easily on a Mac or a Linux server as I have done. Is it in notes? Um, I will put it in notes. Yes. And, uh, and what's very cool about it is now the setup that I have is when the uh, the UPS is being spoken to constantly by the Synology and the Synology is acting as a little server so that when the Linux machine or the Mac or whatever else, right now it's just the Linux server that's connected to that UPS, but when anything else that's connected to the UPS that can run this software, it's, it's basically polling the Synology saying, how are we doing, how are we doing? And if it reaches a certain threshold, it will shut itself down as well. So uh, just kind of a neat thing. I can talk about it more. I will put it into show notes. And uh, yeah. Let's talk so about it next was... week. And we're talking Max. I got to go. All right. Let's button this up. I love you. I love you too, Merlin man.